Good day, sir. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to a special election day political football hosted by Dave and Cleve. I hope everyone's doing well. And uh, we're going to get the show started. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm uh, a little more anxious for tomorrow than I think that I that I should be. But I have some notes here at the uh, after we get done talking about football that can help alleviate people's anxiety as they should be listening to this probably on Tuesday after having voted, waiting for the results to come in. And yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a long day. Yeah, I, I'm totally relaxed. I thought I was going to be a little bit more neurotic than I am. Maybe I'm calling myself out a little too early for this, but I'm feeling okay um, right now. So I've kind of been avoiding a lot of the news for the most part. I was watching news just now, um, kind of seeing the, the last minute push by each candidate and see what's going on. But I thought it was going to be more of a wreck, but I think tomorrow um, may be the true test to that. But so so far, so good, brother. So far, so good. Yep. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about some football, and and we'll get some political stuff in there at the end. Um, Thursday night's game. Yeah, Thursday night's game was uh, man, they really got to start flexing these games. We had the Falcons twenty five at the Panthers seventeen, and the amazing thing about this game is that the Falcons actually held on to a lead. <laughs> I heard. I actually, you know, I told you last week that I had no no uh, no dog in this fight, no interest in this game. So I purposely missed it so I can get caught up on some stuff. So if you can enlighten me on anything that I missed. Uh, yeah, you didn't miss very much. Really, the only football note I took away from this is that the Panthers really missed Christian McCaffrey. Um, oh, he didn't play? No, he did not play. I think if they had played on Sunday, he would have been able to come back. But they they held him out, so he'll be back this coming week. But... Um, you know, Mike Davis is a great backup running back, but he is not, he just can't be the lead back for a team. So he's, so he's not a bell cow back basically. Right. He is a great, like gets nine carries a game when CMC needs a break, but he just, you know, he gets, he can get figured out too quickly. He's got some athletic limitations. And so then the Panthers offense is starting to collapse in on itself now. When it was doing great, they had Robbie Anderson scoring huge touchdowns and DJ Moore. So I think the Panthers will be okay once CMC comes back and going into next year. The Falcons, though, I didn't realize this till somebody on ESPN said it, that had they not blown that huge lead last week, they would be 3-0 and under the new coach. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the Falcons are, you know, they're trending up even with them blowing the huge lead, the huge lead uh, uh, last week. Still okay. think they should trade their players here by by tomorrow, and I think I know who should trade for Julio Jones. We'll get to them right now. Okay. The Minnesota Vikings twenty eight at the Green Bay Packers twenty two. Our, our Kirk Cousins won a game. Yeah, he did actually. Um, I could have played quarterback. So Delvin Cook thirty carries, one hundred sixty three yards, three touchdowns, two catches, sixty three yards, and a touchdown. Okay. Okay. Solid. Yeah, I mean, with with production like that, yeah, of course, Kirk Cousins could could win again. Mitch Trubisky could have quarterbacked them to to the win in this game. I mean, the Packers' run defense is absolutely atrocious, and the Packers need to make some serious trades in the next couple of days here, or they should just opt out. Like they're not good enough to beat the best teams in the NFC. Do you think if if um if Devonta Adams goes down, they're fucked, or do you think that they're they'll be all right? Uh, so Devontae Adams was the only wide receiver on the team that had more than one catch yesterday. 
Yeah, I know he's being he's getting a lot of targets, a lot of looks. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he had three touchdowns again yesterday. He's really good. And they throw to the tight ends or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, they didn't have Aaron Jones and they lost. It just they're not they're not good enough. They're not complete enough. You know, they have all the same problems that every other contender has without any sort of, without any sort of depth. That's why I think that this is a team that should try to get Julio Jones. The rumor is they're trying to get Will Fuller from Houston. Oh, okay. Um, so that, I mean that that would work too. But they also need to add something on the on the uh, on the defense because they just cannot stop. They can't stop the run, and um, that's not going to work when the when the playoffs come. So this was a good win for the Vikings, but it was more of a terrible loss for the Packers. Gotcha. Okay, make us here. Yep. Uh, the next game here we have one that will shock you. We have the Tennessee Titans twenty at the Cincinnati Bengals thirty-one. Uh, yeah, well, why would that shock me? Uh, because the Tennessee Titans are Super Bowl contenders and the Bengals are the Bengals. Yeah, but they got Joe Burrow. That's that's <laughs> that's very true. They do have they do have Joe Burrow. And my note on this game as I was watching it was that the Titans played really bad. You know, they played well below what they're capable of doing. But I didn't I wasn't sure that the Bengals were good enough to beat a good team that played poorly, but clearly they are. Gotcha. Okay. So the Bengals are actually they're actually they're actually all right. I mean, they're only gonna win like five games, but they're they're okay. Mr. Henry had his usual 100 yards. He did 112 in a touchdown, but he only had 18 carries because they were losing. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, I mean, they gotta feed the guy a little bit more or whatever. But you know, I don't know. It's it's you know, he's 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 when he's on, he's on. You know. Right, but the thing is, is that the Titans are even are the most game flow dependent team in the league. Everybody makes a big deal about the Ravens and can the Ravens come back when they get down or whatever. But truthfully, it's the Titans. Like, because once they get behind by two scores, Derrick Henry disappears. You know, and, the, and now they're leading on Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and John New Smith. And they're all fine to really good players, but they all play off of the threat that is Derrick Henry. And so, you know, once you can take Derrick Henry out of the game for the Titans, it'd be no different than, you know, making Chad Henney come in for Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Right. It's just <laughs> gone. So, yeah, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are still great. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so the next game here we have speaking of the Chiefs. We have the New York Jets nine at the Kansas City Chiefs 35. I think that was like a mercy rule. Like they could have probably scored some more. (laughs) I just think that I just think that, you know, they just said, fuck it. We're not gonna, we're not gonna run. I mean, I I know Patty Mahomes had like a 450, was it 485 or 458 yards? Uh 416. 416. Yeah, I know he went off. So (laughs) obviously, rightfully so. Um, yeah, we're we're zero and eight. We're we're literally like now zero and sixteen. Watching, like, like we're watching that right now. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's uh the thing is, is that I so I actually had a couple positive notes on the Jets here. Um, the first is that Denzel Mims actually looks like an NFL wide receiver, okay. and this could be because he's on the Jets, and so everybody else looks like they're in the XFL. So he just really stands out. Um. <laughs> But Denzel Mims is the rookie that they took, I believe, in the second round. He's out of Baylor, and in college, he would have – like, I didn't really rate him that highly coming into the league because he would disappear a lot. Like, he'd have games where he gets one catch for 11 yards, which, in, like, in college in the Big 12, how does that ever happen? Yeah, I mean, you and I could show up just with popcorn and, and get more 
than that. Right, absolutely. I mean, I would catch at least three button hooks for 25 yards <laughs> in the Big 12 every week. You know, so I don't know exactly how, how that happened. And it's not like it was bad coaching. His coach in college is the coach of the Panthers now. Right. Oh, right. And so he was playing the Robbie Anderson role in college. And Robbie's producing for the Panthers. So there, and uh, for projecting success at that wide receiver position from college to the NFL, college production is more predictive than uh, levels of athleticism. Mm-hmm. And so Denzel Mims tests off the charts athletically. And when he was productive, he would he had huge games, but he would disappear a lot too. But he actually looks like pretty good. He had now here's the thing though, the Jets only tried for the first quarter. In the first quarter, Mims had two catches for 42 yards. He ended the game with two catches for 42 yards. What I saw from class was like I, I think I literally sat down after getting something to eat, and I <laughs> when the game started, um, there was like a rip, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna. I think I text you guys, it's gonna be a long day. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. It was a long day, but part of the thing too is that well, first before I get to the to the bad thing about the Jets, I do want to talk about the Chiefs a little bit. So, both the Jets and the Chiefs demonstrated how to win uh, games and how to lose games. And so, the Chiefs came into this game as a massive favorite; they were like twenty point favorites, which in the NFL is almost unheard of. Yeah. And the Patrick Mahomes threw the ball forty two times, and the Chiefs mm-hmm. ran twenty times. Now, the Jets were never a threat to win this game. So how come the Chiefs didn't just run the ball more and kill the clock or whatever? And the reason is because that's not how you win games. Yeah. And we're going to get to another team, the AFC West, later where this will come up again. But okay, uh, so that's for that's for the Chiefs. You know, even when they're winning, they know how to win. You keep throwing the ball, right? You don't take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. You leave. You put the ball in the hands of your best player, let him go out and, and win the game. Now, as far as the Jets go, the Jets scored nine points. They did not score a touchdown and a safety. They kicked three field goals. They actually kicked four field goals. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's so bad. Um, yeah. And, and I don't have, I didn't look up like the downs and distances. It's possible they had like a fourth at 17 or whatever. But you, like, the Jets should not kick field goals when they're such big underdogs like that. You know, if they if they went for it on all those possessions and didn't score, like didn't score at all, they lose this game thirty-five to nothing. If they convert all four of those possessions into touchdowns, now it's thirty-five to twenty-eight. Yeah. You know, theoretically, I mean, the Chiefs might have kept the foot. You know, they might have scored more in that thing, but like it gives you a chance to be within the game. Like, who cares if you score nine or zero? The other team has thirty-five. Yeah, like you said, they stopped trying after the first quarter. Like they they figured they're outgunned. Yeah. They're like, fuck it. We're just not gonna. We're not gonna compete any, you know, anymore. Right. Um. And so that's a. I mean, I think the players like Adam Gase, but that's that's really not not good. Um. So we got to talk about your crappy team. Now we get to talk about mine. We have the Colts forty-one at the Lions twenty-one. Old man Rivers, huh? Yeah. So rocket scientist Matt Patricia let Philip Rivers throw three touchdowns, and their uh, running back. 20 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Can you name that running back? From the Colts? Uh-huh. Oh, no, I have no I have no clue who well, that is. Well, it was not Jonathan Taylor, and it was not Naheem Hines. It was Jordan Wilkins. Never even heard of this okay. guy. Um, yeah, so Jordan Wilkins goes 20 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. The Lions score 21 points. Kenny Galladay did get hurt at halftime and missed the second half, but... 
that doesn't explain why the Colts got 41 on a defensive genius. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I have nothing else really to say about this game other than that this game is a great reflection of why Matt Patricia just should not be the Lions coach. I mean, they that continues, you might get your wish. You know, because it was trending the other way last week where you're like, okay, they might end up keeping this guy. Well, <laughs> they win some right. more. Well, the thing is, they... I think the Lions, because they have a they have a decent amount of talent, assuming Galladay's not seriously hurt, they can beat bad teams. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's going to take getting trucked by average teams like the Colts to yeah. to do it. Because like I don't think I don't think that like if the Lions played the Jets, the Lions aren't losing. Yeah, no, right. no, no. It's I mean, right, but, um, right. But if they play a perfectly average, like if they play the Rams, the Rams could beat them by forty points. Yeah, so uh, we got to see what the hot seat looks like for these coaches. Yeah, man. absolutely. And uh, I have another coach coming up that I think is actually on a, more of a hot seat than than Patricia, uh, but not more than Gase. Gase is actually already fired. Yeah, yeah. I, I we're just waiting. I think I think they're they're they're. I was clamoring for him to finish the season because you know what do we have to lose? But I think uh, trade deadline is, is going to tell us, and I think I think this team is. Way, way done. Yes. Um, oh, speaking of the Jets and going 0-16, did you see that Trevor Lawrence got COVID? Yeah. And, and prior to that, I heard that there was there was some some chatter about him possibly staying another year at Clemson. So I was like, <laughs> he's watching. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to uh, go. He, he will not be staying another year at Clemson. Uh, <laughs> I that is, that is not going to happen. Um, yeah, he is. Honestly, he... Would he have been the first pick over Burrow this year? Maybe. Like, well, I mean, well, I mean, Burrow had the had the chip. I mean, you know, that Lawrence, was yeah. That Lawrence was got a year later. before. Lawrence won it as a freshman. As, oh, yeah. So, okay. so Lawrence won as a freshman. <laughs> Burrow won to Lawrence as a sophomore. Now it's Lawrence's junior year, and they're the best yeah, thing. Okay. So, um, and LSU beat Clemson in the title game. <laughs> so yeah, Trevor Lawrence is there at the end. Um. Yeah. So yeah, so in case the listeners didn't know that Trevor Lawrence does have COVID, he is going to miss the game against Notre Dame this weekend if the coach can't get out of having that game played. Yeah. Now the next game in the NFL we have here is what I thought was the game of the week going into it, and I think turned out to be pretty much that, and that is the Steelers 28 at the Ravens 24. All right, so here we go. So I honestly think Steelers is a great football mm-hmm. team. They're a great football team. Um... I don't know, man. I think I think you and Matt had discussed this a couple weeks back. I don't know what the what the Ravens want to be right now. I don't know. At least from my perspective, I don't know what what we're seeing. Um, I think Lamar had on he had a un, um, unlike himself game, <laughs> and I don't know if that you know they were just trying to you know trade body blows. But we know that these two teams have history, and they don't like each mm-hmm. other at all. Um, you know, they're you know it's always a it's always like a black and blue game um, with these guys. It's always that, and it always comes down to, you know, what it comes down to. So, what was your take? So, watching the game, I was very frustrated, mainly because I played Lamar Jackson on pretty much all of my tournament teams on DraftKings. So, I was oh. getting pretty uh, pretty irritated. But, you know, this game was really weird because at no point did the Steelers look particularly good. They also needed to a uh, uh, late touchdown drive to take the lead, and I and as I was watching it, I was like, 
this feels weird. Like, why aren't the Ravens winning by 21 points? Like, what what is going on here? So then afterwards, I went and looked at the stat. So give a load of this. First, the Ravens ran for 265 yards on the Steelers. Yeah. Damn. The Ravens outgained the Steelers in total yards, 437 to 221. What was the time of possession? They, they, did they control? I don't the think I've looked at time of possession as a stat in ten years. Like I'm not. Like I, it, it's just it's it's not relevant to any sort of predictive ability that I've never actually mm-hmm. looked at it. I would assume the Ravens had it a lot more if they if they're running the ball that well and they have so many more yards. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Ravens also had eighty more penalty yards than the Steelers. The Ravens, mm-hmm. however, were minus three in turnovers. And so, including a pick six. So, so okay. my as I'm watching the game, I'm like, the Ravens look way better, but they were only winning by a little bit. And then the Steelers scored at the end of the game to win. I don't think the better team won yesterday. I mean, the better team on the day uh-huh. won because the score is the score. But yeah, these two teams rematch Thanksgiving night in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's gonna yeah, be sweet, uh, Baltimore's man. going to win. Do you okay? I'm a, I'm a well, we yep. have it on tape, so I'm gonna roll back this yep. Yep. in a couple weeks. Uh, you think that hit at the end? Um, uh, you think uh, helmet to helmet? Like, like, what do you think? The the scoring, you know, the end of the last ditch effort when Lamar threw to the to the front yeah. of the end zone and um, dude got hit, I think, by two two defenders. Do you think that was a helmet to helmet? Should have been flagged. Yeah, yes and no. No, like classically, I don't think that's a flag that should be thrown. However, given some of what they're trying to do, how they're trying to enforce these rules, how it's changing, I, I think I think yes, it probably should be thrown in the way they want to enforce that rule now. I was not particularly upset when they did it. Um but yeah, I could I could I Yes, they, the way that they're throwing, they're that, calling that that penalty now. That probably should have been a flag. So, so the reason I said that is because, you know, it's a bang bang play. Um, from from my, you know, from my take on it, I think it was like, okay, they call it, they get the flag, they get another play. But the way the game ended, I was like, man, you know that, you know. But again, it should never come down to one particular play. I learned this from a coach back in the day. It should always be like, hey, you know what? We shouldn't have been in this position in the first place had you guys played better throughout the game. So I just wanted to, you know, your take on what's that about? So I think that games, I think games <laughs> should come down to one particular play when the teams are evenly matched. Um, I like, I think it's mm-hmm. a reasonable thing to expect. Um, and so okay. I don't, I like the Steelers, if they didn't score on their last drive, the Ravens just killed the clock and win, you know. That's why. So I'm, so you, we're we're getting to know each other really well now through, through this podcast. That's why I asked my question in forethought that time of possession does kind of matter when it comes down to these type of situations. Um, like if you if you had like a Mahomes, for instance, the way to keep Mahomes and and uh and Brett and uh, I was gonna say Brett Favre <laughs> and uh and the Packers offense off the field is by just you know killing clock, you know just killing clock, keep them off the field use that to your advantage that's why i said what i said earlier about that just yeah okay so the reason that doesn't work is that you kill the clock by running the ball and running the ball is much less efficient than throwing the ball 
depending on depending on the personnel. Because if you got if you got like a Derrick Henry on the Steelers versus Connor, I, I'm using that. You know, I'm using obviously an yes, example. Yes, but <laughs> the teams that are able to run the ball efficiently in the NFL now are very few and far between. It's the Titans, the Ravens, the Titans. The Ravens, So for example, I pulled up. So we, so the Chiefs were a twenty-point favorite. They beat the, they beat the Jets thirty-five to nine. I pulled up the time of possession. I hadn't seen this yet because I was, I don't look at it. And so yeah, the yeah. Chiefs had the ball for thirty-one minutes and thirty seconds. The Jets had it for twenty-eight minutes and thirty seconds. Like it's even, but the game's not because so, the Chiefs are just better. So, but to your point that you said about the field goals and if there were touchdowns versus field goals. That actually matters because right. look how close that look how close the top of possession is. Like they were, they're not evenly matched personnel wise. Yes, that's you know that's that's galaxies away from each other, but you know it wasn't it wasn't a game where the Chiefs just had the ball, you know, for so much more. Or they every time they had the ball, they scored, so it didn't matter. Okay, well we, every every three minutes we scored a touchdown. Right, you know? and so like. Time of possession used to be very important because running the ball used to be much more efficient, the more efficient way of winning the yes. game. But now, how many teams in the NFL do you really want to see with a run-focused offense? Like I said, so I'm looking at all the teams right now. So the Titans and the Ravens are obvious. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the 49ers, maybe. Like... Yeah, when they're I mean, yeah, when they're healthy, when they had that. that but even then, like, even know, the Bears are would rather throw it with Nick Foles, right? Um, yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> and I made the argument earlier that Zeke shouldn't be the focus of the Cowboys' offense; it should be Dak passing game. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. So that's why that's why I don't look at time of possession. Is that typically gotcha. like okay, just, it's, it only matters for the Titans and the Ravens? And so that's why I don't I don't I don't look at it. and for the Titans and the Ravens we don't even need to look at it. It's like oh, did the Titans fall behind early? Well, then they lost. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good little, good little thing. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I always want to, always want to pick the, you know, pick your brand about yeah. stuff like that. Cause no one really talks about it. And you made a very, you argued a very, uh, good point about uh, why it doesn't matter now in, in eighties football, when you had a running back on yeah. every damn team, that might've, <laughs> that might've mattered. But yeah, now in today's NFL, it's probably, yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. It just, even in college. Like it's it's not it's yeah. not it's not as important just because passing the ball is so, is so much more efficient than 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 running the ball. Absolutely, getting downfield, yeah, grinding yep. up you know yards. So, gotcha. All right, so, uh, so yeah, I don't want to get lost. The Ravens will beat Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving night. All right, you you're you have been okay, time excellent, stamp, sir. Um, okay, the next game we have <laughs> the Rams seventeen at the Dolphins twenty eight. Shit, man. <laughs> What's going on in LA? This was so this is one of those games where this is one of those games where which is what that shows why I prefer college football to the NFL, which is sort of like picking okay. which one of your parents you like more. Like like I love them both so much. But I prefer college because in college, like if you lose a game, your season can be over. And this game yeah. is one of those examples of how this can happen because it's so stupid. So Tua was 12 of 22 for 93 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, debut, you know, well, 
prime time. Yeah, prime time. Yeah. So the Miles Gaskin, their lead running back, was 18 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. So lead passer, 93 yards. Lead rusher, 47 yards. They won by 11. Like (laughs) so, they had they had a punt return touchdown and a scoop and score. (laughs) And that's what it. Meanwhile, Jared Goff threw the ball 61 times. This is what this is what I'm saying, bro, about Jerry Goff. This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't think he's horrible, but I think I think he peaked in the Super Bowl, bro. He peaked that that well that that run, he peaked. You know, he, I'll still take him over. You know, any any well, most of the quarterbacks that we know in the league. But come on, well, bro. The thing, like, so the thing is, is that I think the Rams would wouldn't mind being one of these teams that can run the ball efficiently, and they certainly could have put Todd Gurley. They can't now, but yeah, Jared Goff mm-hmm. throwing the ball 61 times is just, it's just not, it's, it's like Matt Stafford throwing it six times. It's just not what you're looking to do. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, and then against the right. Dolphins, bro, like, it's, <laughs> well, they were behind 28 to 10. Don't so waste your arm. Throw. Like, I'm, watching, I'm just cracking <laughs> up because, like, it was just so dumb. Like, yeah, I could see him in the locker room with a big thing on his shoulder of ice. Like, fuck, 61 times. Yeah, I mean, I think that the like the Rams, honestly, when they break down the tape of this game, should just go back over the punt uh-huh. return and shore that up and then forget the rest of it. Like, it was so dumb. <laughs> like, nothing, nothing made sense. <laughs> what is going on here? Um, great leading, though. Great leading of, of how why college football their system, you know, yeah. is more intriguing. Well, this almost um, almost yeah. happened to Clemson this weekend. So Trevor Lawrence is obviously out. Now they're back a quarterback whose name mm-hmm. I'm going to mangle, and I apologize. So his, I call him DJ because that's his first name. His last name is Uagalale. Yeah, we're, we're all okay. going to know it though. Like, well, your best. like Agamiloa. We're going to know <laughs> Do it your best. soon. Uh, <laughs> so he's a five-star everything quarterback. <laughs> And they still got the rest of Clemson. So they're playing Boston College. They're huge favorites. And Boston College had a couple good plays. And they're up and they're up 21 to 10. Clemson is driving. They have Travis Etienne, the star running back, who would start for the Bears right now. Takes a ball, takes a carry from the mm-hmm. three-yard line. Fumbles it forward without anybody really touching him. Boston College picks it up and runs it back for a touchdown. I'll go up 28 to 10. And it's like, well, wow. here we go. This is going to happen. Now Clemson came back and squeaked out, squeaked out the win. But this was that version of that where like the the Rams were easily better than the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> and, it didn't, yeah. it, and it didn't matter. So congrats to two on his first win in ninety three yards. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next game was uh, critically important, and uh, pray for Matty Ice. Patriots 21, Bills 24. Oh, man. Um, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> the Bills, you know, the Bills did what they're supposed to do in the division because it's their division. It is now. Right now. Um, I have no, yeah, I have, I have no, no questions about, who, you know, who's belong. The Patriots finally are now yep. down to earth. And it's, they're going to have to like take the, they have to lick their wounds to the rest of this shit. They're going to have to really just buckle down because uh, Cam didn't throw an interception, but he had a critical fumble. Um, I like his explanation, though. Yep. I mean, he didn't, he owned it. He said something, you know, he said that he didn't secure it in the right hand as a, as a, as a ball carrier. Um, you know, so I, I was appreciative of that, but there was nothing much from the highlights I saw that this game 
you know, wouldn't yeah, so matter a lot to me. There's two things about the Patriots here. The first is that that, that critical fumble you referenced. Uh, the Patriots are down 24-21, the final score. But the Patriots were driving, and Cam actually broke a nice little run for about 13, 15 yards, but fumbled at the end of it. And the Bills recovered. That was the that was mm-hmm. the end of the game. I mean, that was the season. The season's done. They're chilling there. Yeah, like, no, no, done. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah, it, it, it yeah, that was now that, hence me saying that they got to lick their wounds to the rest of it. Now they just have to pray for some fucking yeah. pride. Now, I mean, that's what you're playing for pride. Yep. Well, point. that's going to be harder, too. So the Buffalo Bills had two running backs run for more than 80 yards in this game. Um, and so, <laughs> but, you know, the Patriots, they have problems all over the place. And, yeah. Oh, and it's yeah, going to be really yeah. weird seeing them pick in like the top seven. <laughs> we have, yeah. We oh, man. <laughs> in, a, in a long time. And, well, it's Bill Belichick. He's going to trade down. He'll, tra- he'll trade down three times and pick yep. 30, you know, pick like first pick in the second round and get a bunch more picks to, to fill in his team. But, it's going to be that's going to be very interesting to see but yeah so my note here i have for the bills is that the bills are going to win this division like that's that and now it's about yeah it's over now it's I mean, about they, how they do they match it. up with the other contenders of the afc great point yeah. so right great now point. neutral field decent weather so say you know indoors in detroit buffalo versus pittsburgh who do you think wins buffalo versus baltimore pittsburgh Buffalo Baltimore. versus Kansas City. Buffalo <laughs> versus Tennessee. City. Okay, so that's Buffalo. sort of where where they are. So they're still in your mind a clear second tier in the AFC. What would they yeah, have to absolutely. do to where you could say yes, this is a team that can beat Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Kansas City? They would have to roll the rest of the way. All the way. Like they, they they would have to look like they looked against. Well, look in the beginning of the in the beginning of the season, which wasn't against like right. top top notch. But they have to. They, they got to get back to clicking on all cylinders because there's games now where, I mean, I, I don't know what Stefan Diggs did or you know his numbers, whatever. But they have to kind of get back to their winning ways where they're not they're not in games. Yeah. They're uh, in Diggs did good. He had 92 games. yards receiving. Um. But they, I mean, you're running the ball that well. So you're not going to throw it. You're not going to throw it that much. So yeah. the thing is that I don't yeah. think that there's anything Buffalo can do realistically to put themselves in our minds into that top tier. Uh, I mean, if they yeah. win out and run the table, then obviously. But are they going to do that? No. Yeah. No, no. I mean, they're yeah. they're struggling against. You know, they. I mean, the Patriots was in that right. game until camp fumbles. Right, and so, like, <laughs> the Bills are kind of known at this point. It sounds like the Texans. Like, we don't need to spend that much time on the Bills. They're going to win their division. They're not going to beat Baltimore, and that's that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yep. so they're sort of just, they're just sort, of, uh, sort of locked in. Uh, the next game was a real fun one. We have the Chargers 30 at the Broncos 31. Or the Broncos well, showed up. They showed up later highlights. in the game. The Chargers had a twenty-one point lead. So, how did Herbert do? Did he? Did uh, he, he threw did he two interceptions, but only one of them was like super egregious. But Herbert, I mean, he's he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the one. That's what I he's, to yeah, say. <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. He's not the problem. And in fact, so first, I want to point this out that the Chargers blew a twenty-one point lead. That is their third blown lead of 16 or more points in the last four games. 
Yeah, so um yeah, is it Linus' last name? And yeah, he's he's yeah, it, is this a culture? He sure is. You're gonna reference? Okay, yeah, yeah he, he's in trouble. <laughs> he's in trouble. And it's fucked up because he right. has a great quarterback now. You know, but it's just I mean, you can't do that. You can't do and then you know he's had some questionable things happen in the beginning of the season so yeah this is now he's someone gave him a shovel took him into a backyard had him dig his own right and like that's the um that's the thing i was talking about earlier with kansas city right so kansas city is a big favorite in the game mahomes throw the throws the ball 41 times they only run the ball 20 times because they know that to, to like how you ice the game is by letting pat mahomes ice the game right the chargers get up big <laughs> And they want to just run the ball and try to run this clock and whatever. And they don't even have Austin Eckler. You know, they're giving carries to Josh Kelly and Tremaine Pope um, and Justin Jackson. I don't even know where Tremaine Pope went to college. I mean, so, you know, so for so by comparison, the Chiefs, 41 passes, 20 carries, but they had a huge lead. The Chargers, Herbert threw 43 times, but the team ran 38 times. Okay, so they were they were right. almost balanced. The problem is that the balance didn't the balance didn't come even throughout the game. They were passing earlier when they got the lead, and they started running once they had it. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, "Well, passing got you the lead. Maybe keep doing that." Yeah, right. keep so slinging, instead of forty three yeah, and thirty eight, if this is fifty five and twenty six, they win. Right. You know, gotcha. and so okay. that's sense. the thing. But Anthony yep. Lynn is never ever going to understand this. Yeah, he's in trouble, man. Like, you know, like I, you know, 20, I, I, well, rid of me this. What, they were, were on the road. They were or, in Denver. On the road. Okay. Yep. Um, in Denver. Okay. And then you would think I'd have a lot of good things about the Denver side. Nothing, nothing too much besides uh, they did win on the last play of the game. Look up Drew Locke. Let me find this real quick. I will say the last play of the game was great. The player who caught the ball is KJ Hamler. Who did not run at the combine and then didn't okay. have a pro day because of COVID, but he is—he's from the state of Michigan. He is absolutely fantastic, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's a baller for real. So he's a wide receiver. It'll take him a couple of years, but he's—he's going to be a good one. Um, oh, Drew Lock! Drew Lock balled out twenty-six of forty-one, two hundred forty-eight yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, yeah. Denver yeah. showed like—that's why I said Denver showed up. Um, all being yeah, the, well, the Chargers allowed them to get back to get back into it here. Yeah, no, hey, no, no, no lead is safe. I mean, <laughs> that's Belchekian. <laughs> no lead is safe, bro. We got to keep, we got to yep. keep that. Yep, absolutely. So that was, uh, uh, yeah, the Chargers. My 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 buddy Jake out in California, he's a big Chargers fan, and he sent a message to our group chat yesterday, and he was like. I didn't think the Chargers could hurt me anymore, but it turns out they can. Oh, meanwhile, the rest of us were like mostly Lions fans or Giants, we're like Lions and Giant fans. And we're like, yeah, bro. <laughs> look yeah, at, yeah, look bro. At like, we, we got you. Oh. Okay, so moving on to the next game, we have an overtime game: the Saints twenty-six and the Bears twenty-three. Super Bowl, two Super Bowl quarterbacks <laughs> going at it, huh? Just like last week when you had Brady and Foles. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like these matchups. The uh, the Bears blew a lead, but not nothing too huge. I mean, the Saints were never really out of it, but the Bears implosion is just in full effect now. But 
yeah well yeah it, it's it's um it's like a reality check like let's check the boxes now all we need and i and i'm not wishing no one to get hurt so don't please don't take it up like that is that it's supposed to go down and and then mitch comes back because yeah they're yeah they're they're the they're, uh, they're, they're done and so um did you see the fight in this game Oh well, okay. So I saw the highlights of of an idiot wide receiver, and I'm not, you know, I'm taking his tongue in cheek here. You don't punch a fucking guy in the head with your bare hand. That's how you make your millions, bro. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> I, you know what? Go ahead. So, I, 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 so, I'll in. I'll, so first of all, I don't think Javon Wims is going to ever make millions, but um, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean any wide receiver, like you don't. That's your bread and butter, bro. Like you don't. That's like, take, like taking your service revolver as a policeman right. and throwing it at someone. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. got to make just, a living with that. It's It was ridiculous. So apparently what happened is that a couple plays before the fight broke out, the Saints defensive back, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, ripped the mouthpiece off of Wims' helmet and just threw it on the ground. <laughs> and so that made Wims mad. So okay. then when they got into it, like that's why Wims went from like talking to just throwing hands. Wait a minute, I, I thought it was um somebody got poked in the eye or something like that. I thought somebody got poked in the eye and the very next play that happened. Like because there was a uh there was a shot of um I thought it was in the guy's mouth at first. He went through the face mask and and they said, Oh, he poked him in the eye. So he's you know, the next play was when that he walked up to him from behind and Yes, like, that is know, that is correct. And so Javon Williams basically sucker punched. Gardner Johnson, but he punched him in the helmet, so you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> right, which you're catching, right? Hands. And so, Come but the on, amazing bro. thing is Seriously. that Chauncey Gardner Johnson is the person that Mike Thomas punched in practice, <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> does this guy just have a punchable face? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's like that. <laughs> maybe it's like that, bro. But hey, Cowboys fans, this is what you do. When somebody does something egregious oh. to you, you, oh, you, yeah, it's football. It's yeah, we're going to a better example it's of that. Legal rights, um, you know, to an extent. But I, uh, I could not believe it when I saw Chauncey Gardner Johnson out there getting punched in the face again. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, you got to go home and, and really evaluate your life. Yeah, skills. and like, like Mike Thomas, I can see it. Mike Thomas face. was crazy back at Ohio State, so. He, during practice at Ohio State, you know, he was just torturing, torturing poor Eli Apple, just smoking him in practice. And after, like, his fourth straight completion, he takes the ball, throws it at Eli's head, marches over, marches over to Urban Meyer, says, says, recruit someone who can guard me and leaves practice. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fact. Fact. This is facts? So, this happened. So, so Mike, shit, so Mike nice. Thomas is, nice. you know, he's, he's always run a little hot, a little, but actually, yeah, exactly. He's so, got an edge. I, I can see how he hit the punch in the head. <laughs> Javon Wims, I mean, I don't know, maybe Javon Wims is just about it like that, but it seems weird to make someone around punch you in the helmet. So, right. How so, I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson might Seriously. actually be a little punk. He's just getting teammates to punch him. Okay. He's getting opponents to punch him. I kind of want to punch him. <laughs> like he might, he might, he might be like the Jared Kushner of football players. Just, just a little oh, nice. punch, punch in the face all the time. It probably deserves it. Exactly. Uh, 
Uh, definitely <laughs> note on this game, really, besides yeah, I kind of want, I mentioned this to you offline, that I kind of want the Bears to trade Mitch Trubisky to Dallas. <laughs> just, just, just to yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see that, yeah. Or if the Patriots are think they're going to move on from Cam after this year, which I don't think they should. No, but if, you know, no, Belichick, yeah, you never know. <laughs> Just ship, ship Cam to Dallas for, he might get yeah. two first for him. Okay, so the next game, mm-hmm. uh, which we have uh, more fights, the 49ers 27 at the Seahawks 37. All right, for, all right. So I got it. I got it. Every week now, it's just like I gotta kiss the fucking ring for this Metcalf shit. <laughs> so for those of you who are first time listeners, and I hope you guys are long time listeners, I I said to Dave offline that that Metcalf. No, 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 no. You didn't. You said he was overrated. Shit. And you actually said he was bad. Oh, I'm sorry, overrated. And I got it. And then and then Dave continues to put a shit pie in the oven every week for me to take a bite of. So yeah, this week's shit pie was like a Madden game. Fucking guy, yo, this dude is like Calvin Johnson <laughs> and T.O. merged into like one person. What the fuck, bro? It's unfair. It's like it's like this guy won like yes. this genetic lottery or some shit. Yes, he's an amazing talent, bro. I, I, yeah, I, so I coming into the season, you said that you thought that he was overrated. He was only like he could only he could only make like one play. Yeah, that was actually two, like two routes. Yeah, um, I don't remind me. Oh, uh, you say he didn't have good hands. He did <laughs> drop a pass in the first one. Like you just, you know, you thought he was all all body and no uh, uh no skill. Anyway, so he went 12, 161 yeah. and two. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, fucking, yeah, Even it was unbelievable. Just and, yeah. destroyed the 49ers here. This game was not as close as the final score. How bad are the Patriots? After getting absolutely worked by the same 49ers <laughs> yeah. team last week. Yeah, it's it, well, I mean, they're a thousand years old. They're, you know, they a lot of guys I said I, I'm making I'm making excuses for a division four that I've hated for years, but they had nine guys opt out. They had yeah. closed down. Uh, another really like, interesting note about this game is that the 49ers played two quarterbacks, one in each half, because Jimmy G got hurt on the last play of the first half. Yeah, I think so. Like it was like aggravation, but um, so in the first half, okay. Jimmy G goes eleven of sixteen for eighty-four yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. That's not good. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's. I mean, that's you know, right. You on, high school Friday night on uh, in the second half, Nick Mullins went eighteen of twenty-five for two hundred thirty-eight yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So, I. Jimmy G, it's so hard to tell. Like, he's not good, but like, is he bad enough to bench? I, I, I mean, I mean, Nick Mullins. Um, well, here's well, here's the thing. I, I think I kind of know where you're going with this. Here's the thing. Like, it's how the guys respond to you on the field. Like, it's like the field of play. You know, like when the guys are in the huddle, how the how they're running routes, how they're you know how they're putting place together stuff like that um do you think that the team looks better with more personnel with nick on it's the field hard to say because the 49ers have never had their full offensive roster healthy this year well yeah this year so okay so well yeah but, okay, but so Mullins gotta, did play a, a considerable amount in the second half without george kittle who also got hurt so okay I, Man, I yeah I don't know. Over they, they, you know I thought they were going to take a huge step back and they did and they're hurt as well. Um, 
but I just thought it was really interesting how much better Mullins did in the same game, just just in the second half. Uh, the Seahawks, meanwhile, are just just rolling people. Yeah, Russ. Right. Let, and so, hey, like you said, and they did, cool. and it's a good thing they did as well. So Chris Carson was hurt, missed the game. Carlos Hyde was hurt and missed the game. Mm. Travis Homer was hurt, was active, but only played seven snaps. So, Clee, for all the marbles, who was the fourth string running back on the CLC Hawks? I have no fucking clue. Bro, it could be, it could be Garrett <laughs> what if, what boyfriend. If I, what if I told I you he went to the U? <laughs> what if you told me he went to the Okay. Okay. Did, uh, yeah, is this DJ like, Dallas. Okay. Did he? Yeah, wow. DJ Dallas. So, oh, um, what does DJ Dallas do in this game as the fourth string running back for the Seahawks? 18 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Five catches, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's Basically, the Seahawks use their running backs <laughs> in the red zone. And that's what they that's what they did. Uh-huh. Um and then yeah, Metcalf. And if you and if the listeners, if you haven't seen Metcalf's first touchdown in this game, you definitely want to go back and look at the highlights. He looked like Odell Beckham. Like he catches a square in 12 yards down the field and just destroys, gets the corner up the sideline, you know. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like well, that's why I made the reference, and I think someone else did the same thing on on TV. I think like NFL Network. Something like he, he he kind of reminds me of, like I said, like a To version, and then your boy Megatron. Like it's like it's like wow, like for someone this big of a of a human being to be this nimble and fast, it's just, it's kind of like unfair. Yeah, yeah, he's just unbelievable. He's he's right now my favorite player to watch in the NFL. And yeah, he's great. Even uh-huh. last week when he had like one catch, he still made the play of the game, running down Buda Baker. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we only have one more game that was played, and that was the game last night, which the Cowboys nine, the Eagles twenty three. Yes, on unwatchable. I I I I don't know if you. I watched the entire game because I, I had hundred and fifty lineups wow. in showdown on Fanduel for for this one. Um, because on FanDuel you can play five cents per lineup. So for seven dollars and fifty cents is what I paid to be able to watch this okay. thing. To have to have some interest and uh, mm. there wasn't. I mean, the football was unwatchable, but there was there were a couple things to take away from this. Um, the first is that I, I, <laughs> what was that? Yeah, Seventh so the round quarterback that right <laughs> now, right now, is <laughs> a publicly demand to make exactly one dollar less than Patrick Mahomes. Because he can't make more, because that, that's not right. But he should, or yeah, conversely, yeah. after each game, he should just tweet a number that goes up by five. So, like after this game, he should tweet forty. Then next week, forty-five, and then fifty, and then fifty-five. And it's just five million. <laughs> like sign me or keeps going every week. Um, yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott made another, yeah. you know, another probably another one point two million dollars a year last night. Yeah, I mean, and and you know what, man, I I now see why, because I think we you and I had this offline like last year when we were training, right? Like I see why running backs don't get paid because Zeke is not no worth not once the team around him collapses. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's like, it's like, what do they have? Like, what do they have? To, <laughs> I mean, they have a great defense, <laughs> somewhat, somewhat. I mean, they're, he you did. Know, Diggs had a fucking monster game. And, you know, it's just that quarterback, I think that quarterback said, what's his name? Ben DiNucci. I think he said, yes. hey, yeah, the NFL's hard. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? I actually could have had that same take. I've never played in the NFL. <laughs> So I, I do you think and I that if Dak had actually played last night with his compound fractured ankle, I don't think he would have done worse than Ben DiNucci. Damn, like, man. <laughs> you know, that like DiNucci was up. terrible, which you'd expect. Like you don't draft that guy to play him in year one. Pat Mahomes didn't play until the last game of his first year. Herbert wasn't going to play this year either. Like, yeah, I mean, when... When... When Endon went down, he was like, "Right, he's like, I'm here to get practice reps so I can go because... over and join the Rock in the XFL next year and be a starter. I'm not here to play. This is hard." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, I get it, man. Like, I mean, you're, you know, you you come into the game, and this is any NFL player, I guess, at any position. Someone's going to go down, or two people going to go down, and then you have to say, "Well, at some point, I'm going to have to play." And it's unfortunate that your your spot came in a prime time game, where there was no other games on but your game. So all the friends and family yeah. said, "Hey, watch me tonight." It was a yeah, shit it show. was it was bad. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Not the good. other thing, same thing for the Cowboys here, same thing as the Jets. The Cowboys kicked four field goal, four field goals, and made three of them. Why are you kicking field goals? Right, you lost yeah, twenty three to nine. It's twenty three to nothing. Rip. Really, that much worse? Especially because if you do somehow manage to get four touchdowns <laughs> out of those possessions, you could have won. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, like there's no, there's no like field goals are for good teams. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like exactly. Are for winners. Put that coffee down, you son of a bitch. <laughs> field goals are for closers. Oh. So yeah, so that's that's the uh, that's pretty much it for that. Oh, for the Philly Jalen Rager, their first round pickup wide receiver, finally came back, and his injury was I think it was a thumb injury, so he was just back wow. to being healthy again. And they actually have a another like a real receiver. So yeah, the Eagles are now by far the best mm. team in that in that division. Oh yeah, they're they're gonna run away with it. It's kind of crazy. Yep. It's now, just a crazy year. We're recording on Monday, yeah. so we are not gonna have a, a any way to reflect on tonight's game. However, it's the Giants hosting the Buccaneers. So uh this is now Dave from the future, because it takes gonna be one of two ways. First take the Buccaneers destroyed the Giants, which is what you would expect. We didn't learn anything. Second take. The Giants somehow shocked the Bucks in a yeah. really stupid game, and we didn't learn anything. So there we go. <laughs> All right, so here's here's my future self saying: <clears throat> Tom Brady went out and did exactly what he was supposed to do to a giant, a giant team, just destroyed them. Or he or he goes out, takes his shit like he always does <laughs> against the Giants when it's when it's like some kind of game. You know, for whatever. I don't even think there's any importance to this game. Yeah, I mean the Bucks. Um, the bu- it's a must win for the Bucks because it. they're so. going to try to compete for home field advantage, so they cannot be dropping games to bad teams. But, but like that's that's it, and they won't. <laughs> like they are they are going to destroy uh, the the Giants. I'm pretty sure. So, so that's that. Yeah. 
I got a, I got a quick note here. Was there a um, was there a COVID scare at the at the at the Cardinals facility? It was uh, the I, Cardinals or someone. I have not a, seen a anything today. Uh, the Broncos defensive coordinator did had it, and then this is interesting. I only saw this in one place, but it's uh, you know a person that I generally knows what they're talking about. Marlon Humphrey of the Ravens last week tested positive on like Tuesday then was out for a couple days because wasn't feeling good and like came back and played on Sunday <laughs> yeah yeah now uh, wow. if you are That's super interested okay. in the story listeners please google that because you might be able to tell how I was relaying it that I wasn't really sure of the facts but basically like he had it and played very quickly <laughs> Um, which actually, oh, if you're the Ravens, oh. Oh. might not be terrible. I mean, it's a, it would be a terrible thing to do, but you could see them like just trying to get all the Steelers sick, <laughs> so they so they get to win the division. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, I don't think I don't think John Harbaugh would would do that. Jim might Jim might plant COVID yeah. at Ohio State if he had to, <laughs> but I don't think John would. Dude, how? How mad were you in that game? Because I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to needle you, because knowing that the Lions might drop, you know, might drop it, and they end up dead. But yeah, were you so, upset about the? Uh, I wasn't going to talk about this, loss? but I will because I know we have a couple of listeners that are Michigan State fans. I want to give them their credit for for winning a game as a twenty one point underdog, which is like not something that should happen. Um, and we'll get we'll get to the election here in a little bit, but Joe Biden is not a twenty-one point favorite going into tomorrow, mm-hmm. and Trump is strong saying like this should not have happened. Nice. Now, <laughs> and I want like I said, I want to give them their credit. This was definitely a case of Michigan playing very poorly, terrible game plan, terrible coaching. It, it just it was it was one of the most. It felt like watching a Brady Hope team, honestly. So it's frustrating. This was the most wow. frustrating loss that Jim Harbaugh has had at Michigan. Um, Let me ask you: When do you experiment. think this experiment is going to be over? Oh no, no, not not having Jim for Harbaugh a while yet. I mean, the is he is he oh, going to be Ohio no, State not, finally? Is what I'm saying. Not, like, is that not? Because I know that, that I, shit, I don't that think. I mean, I didn't think that there was there would be. There would be nothing Michigan could really do in the first seven games that would make me think they were going to beat Ohio State this year. I mean, Ohio State's quarterback will be a top 10 pick this year. You know, their defense is full of NFL talent. They got great wide receivers. I mean, Ohio State is, they're with Alabama Clemson right now. You know, they're they're one of the three best programs in, in the country. So I did not think that was going to be the case. But the thing that made this one so frustrating is that you know, the season is already kind of silly. Michigan has managed during the time they announced that they were coming back to have no cases. So the team is fully healthy. The season getting canceled at any moment. And so you only get a few games. And so the Michigan State game is a game that, one, you really have to win if you're unlikely to win the Ohio State game. You don't have Notre Dame on the schedule. And you're favored by 21. And it's not like Michigan State came out and just played this gangbusters game. That's what makes it so frustrating, and that's what makes like the Lions are in a very similar position. The Lions just aren't typically more talented than their opponents, um, but it's just like they play. Michigan plays 
they don't play up to their capability often enough. When they do, like they destroyed a Saquon led Penn State team. They beat Notre Dame 45 to 14 last year, and that team had Chase Claypool on it. You know, when they when they do when they put it all together, they're really good. And so that's what made it so so frustrating. But you know, credit credit to Michigan State for losing to Rutgers and then beating Michigan, which can only mean that Rutgers will beat Michigan. Well, well, that's why, <laughs> that's why, that's why I kind of like let in the way I did. But I didn't want to needle you, knowing that the Lions could lose against the. Col- I didn't think you guys were going to lose to the Colts, but I, I was like, well, damn, if I if I fuck with him now, he's gonna he's gonna be equally mad on Sunday. Yeah. So I just let yeah, and so and so, but that's why like college football too. College football this year is a bit weird, but you know this happens. But if this was a regular normal year. Michigan would probably be eliminated from playoff contention with that wow. loss. Um, yeah, this year, this year, if they, yeah, yeah, this year, yes. if they went out, I, I think it goes back they, to the they because yeah. that would mean that they beat Ohio State. Um, and the people would be like, oh, early year, no practice mm-hmm. time, they can make excuses, which there's no excuse, by the way. Like, Michigan State just flat won the game. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what makes college football the game yeah. a bit more interesting. Like, you lose a game and you can just be, you can just be done. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yep. it doesn't matter what you do after that. <laughs> you run the table. You lost. Yep. You lost the conference game, yep. or you lost. Uh, the so, game, so that was it, it for the uh, for the NFL. I do want to take a quick look at the schedule coming up before we get into election stuff. So we have what should be a good Thursday sure. night game, but won't be, and that's the Packers at the 49ers. No, I don't think it will be a good game, but it should. Like, Why do you it think it's gonna be a good game? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, because I, I agree. I, I agree that it shouldn't. I mean, like honestly, Thursday nights, um, I try to watch as much as I can, but it's just I don't know. I, I think, I think Thursday nights are kind of fucked up. If you if you played Sunday and then you got a quick turnaround, and with all the shit that's going on right now with with COVID and and you know limiting, you know people to be in places and stuff like that, it's just it just it just adds to it where the product might not be as great. And yep. you know, I know that the yeah, I mean, well, rest, the 49ers you know? need a lot of rest because everybody everybody for it them is. is hurt. But this still has the feel of a game that the Packers yeah, win like twenty one to thirteen and it's just ugly and uh, but whatever. Hopefully I'll just be on cloud nine and mm-hmm. it'll all be good. Um so I'm going through the things here. Um yeah. let's see. The Ravens are at the Colts. We didn't talk about the uh, the Baker Mayfield. Oh, situation. did I miss one? The Browns. Oh, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I was we, so I was so excited we didn't talk to about go the Browns. And, okay, sorry, a bit shit. out of order. Um, we'll just get we'll get through this quickly. Uh, the Browns were terrible. The Browns were terrible. Yeah, um, we and they lost to the Raiders by ten in Cleveland in a crazy weather game. They lost to a dome team from the West. Did not tell yeah. you. Talk to me. We yeah, about that was um, that was not good. Now, did not tell you guys that Cleveland, shit. though, okay. it's weird because they have so much talent, but they they don't have OBJ, they don't have Nick Chubb, they don't have still. Austin Hooper. That is a large part of the offense that they were planning to have. That uh, still doesn't explain like why this was so terrible. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah. <clears throat> Baker's hot and cold, man. Baker. 
Baker can I don't think he's a bad quarterback. And I would never say he doesn't belong in the league because he, you know, he has flashes of his greatness. But like I want to see them like their record is their record is to me suspect as shit. Yeah, they'll they'll yeah, settle in at about they, eight, eight or whatever, not probably not make the playoff and, and whatever. But like exactly I, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the weather definitely had a huge negative impact on that game. It's just shocking to me that the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> react better to the wintry mix. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's what I was waiting. That's why I mentioned, I'm like, how, yeah. did, how did we miss this? And he's from that region yeah, so, of the country. Like, you're kind of, yeah, so yeah. You would think that the team would, would yeah, I apologize would to, do the, to the listeners to get out of order there. I uh, so. was so excited to talk about Anthony Lynn no that I skipped over uh, skipped over the Browns. Okay, so <laughs> returning to our preview of next week, we have the Ravens and the Colts in Indy. And I think I am probably going to play Lamar Jackson again, and Lord help me. But at one of these days, he's just going to absolutely murder somebody, and I don't see the reason why the Colts can't be it. Let's see. The Lions are at the Vikings. Yeah. Down the Cooks got another yeah. four touchdowns. Uh, the Bears implosion will continue. They are at Tennessee. Uh, Christian McCaffrey comes back right in time oh, to go yeah. to Kansas City. Here we go. Seattle at Buffalo. Mm. Yeah, let's hope we get, let's hope we get some oh, decent okay. weather. Okay, good game. Uh, ooh, as we go through here. Oh, we're getting to them. Who my boys got? Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. We get <laughs> Kyler versus Tua. That should be that should be a good one. Um, okay. We should have okay. we have a classically great game between two storied franchises: Pittsburgh at Dallas. <laughs> oh my yeah. <laughs> Well, ho- well, hopefully Dalton's back to make it. You know what? Yeah, ho- you know, hopefully he's you know, not because I think Andy Dalton's a nice man who doesn't deserve it. <laughs> so, you know, we can just new chicken go out there and get destroyed. <laughs> oh, the Sunday night game is actually a really important one. It's Saints at Bucks, and then Monday night we have the New England Patriots at okay. the New York Jets. Okay. Y'all are hosting Monday Night Football, man. This will probably be this if well if this isn't if this isn't a bounce back game for these guys, it's I mean, I'm expecting us to actually lose. Is uh, this the best this chance the Jets so, have to get a win of the year? Um Yeah, I'm I'm pulling it I'm pulling it, I'm pulling it up again. Like show ago like so, yeah. So I, I think I this, think this, this is actually they only have a couple more this might be. legitimate chances hosting the Patriots, then the Jets are at the Chargers, host Miami, loss, host the Raiders, loss at Seattle, loss. at the Rams, host loss. Cleveland, loss at New England, loss. So basically, it's the two New England games. Possible win. <laughs> I think yeah, I think you guys it. might be able to pick up the Browns. <laughs> oh man! If 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 we whoever gets picked up by us, bro, God help you guys that Monday morning meeting. <laughs> yeah. <shit> show. <laughs> 
Damn. Yeah, so that's that's, that's Ooh, next that's, week's games. But of course, next bro. week's games are not <laughs> the most important competition going on this week. Okay, so yeah, I mentioned last right week that it, brother. you know people shouldn't be so anxious and be you know as worried or whatever. It's not a repeat of 2016, and a week later that is still that is still true. So I did just want to go over a couple like notes I have about the election, things to look for, and really for keeping people. Um, uh, calm and what to look for as the election goes on because honestly if you're listening to this you're probably voting for Joe Biden if you're not like go fuck yourself like I, I like 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 don't like don't listen don't share don't tell <laughs> your friends like you're a bad person <laughs> yeah like like I'm I don't little, like, like if you vote for Trump you don't deserve to hear what Cleveland damn. I have to say about the NFL um so like I yeah I I don't care so okay um uh what 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 are we gonna do lose our sponsors um so so yeah so most of the people yeah, right? should, be, should be uh <laughs> voting for voting for Biden especially after that so the first thing that to note is that Pennsylvania is probably gonna be the most important state yeah uh, and the reason for that is not Florida okay it's how, how, why is this gonna be the tipping point state? It's going to be the tipping point state because it's the one that oh man, I don't know how to explain this, not visually. Basically, it's the one that is right on the line for 270, for 270 total electoral votes. Yeah. Yes, like if going, going in like order American. of the ones Biden not, is not, most likely to not, win. Not so you start with DC, which he's most likely to win. It's like DC, Maryland, California. Mm-hmm. And then as you get you get like Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania yeah. is the is like the next one that he's most likely to win that put them at 270. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so mathematically it's an easier it's an easier Right, exactly. So that's than, what makes Pennsylvania the most, um, the most important state right now, before we get into it. Um now the thing about Pennsylvania is that we will not know the results okay. of Pennsylvania until the end of the week. Yeah, I think that's what that's what the big all the big to do was about. It's that, I mean, I've been saying this for God knows how long. That given the climate that we're in right now, with like politically, it's that we're not gonna we're not right. gonna traditionally know who's the president on Tuesday night, tomorrow night. We're not gonna know. It's, it's just we're not. So but, everyone. But the thing is, we normally do don't know on election anxiety. day. Um, Next no. few days, and I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head. Obviously, two thousand, we no, didn't know. No. Twenty sixteen, we didn't officially know, but like we knew. I mean, we, okay. Well, so let's put it like this. Let's let's say the the Jets was playing the Patriots again. I mean, I'm sorry, the Jets was playing the Chiefs again. It's such a blowout that we we yes. would say, well, there's no need, no need to even count. Right, <laughs> like and we, that's, we we have it. Like it's it's over. You know, and I'm and I'm looking for that where it's so fucking resounding. Right, and that's that and that's the let's just that's stop counting you know, thing right now. The, the, the next note I have here is that there are the way that the election has set up is that Biden is expanding the map, and Trump is having to play defense in states that he won in 2016, which is never a good position to be in. And really, when you're the incumbent, yeah. the incumbent should be looking through the strength of the record and the job that they've done to expand yeah. into new areas. Yep. And so these are the states. New blood. That, yeah, you want um, new blood. You want new blood. If Biden wins them, 
this is over. They are and they are in no particular order here. Ohio, North Carolina, yep. Florida, Texas, yep. and Georgia. Yep. Yep. Yeah, if, and it, to that is uh, like to my point. If we start, if we see that on the maps tomorrow night, then there's no fucking point to to count a lot of other shit because those are those are the ones. Yeah, that so are Texas is a decent shout Texas because is, is everything's up in the air there now. So the early vote in Texas, there more people have voted early in Texas than voted total in 2016. Yeah, I heard, I heard that, and I heard like 22 states today, as of today, their early voting shut Right, off. that just so like, breaks models. You that would be like get yours if in. all of a sudden field goals are worth five points instead of three. Then everything I've said about don't kick field goals is completely like, like <laughs> exactly. is it right? Is it not? Nobody knows. And so that's what Texas <laughs> is in right now. Here. Nobody knows what's going to happen in Texas. <laughs> I actually think Trump is still going to win Texas. Um, yeah. But it's going to be really close, and Democrats are going <laughs> to be in Texas nonstop for the next four years to get it in twenty four. I mean, they're going to be setting up shop down there. They're going to have the convention yeah. down there. Um, and they would be like having a person from Texas on the ticket. Like if Joe if Joe Biden doesn't win somehow, like having better or work as vice president might be mandatory. Um, so yeah, Texas Texas is coming. Like it's uh-huh. it's going to be blue by twenty twenty eight. It's going to be like Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly think that um, with the economic hurt that people have experienced and then the lack of effort by our Congress to give that help, I think a lot of people are forced to vote against what they would normally go with. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not be all Biden's people, you know, but they might say, you know what, I, I voted for this guy. I'm hurting right now. They seem to not give a shit, so fuck it. He's not getting my vote. And as Dave and I said on the previous episode, that like if you're if you're just gonna waste your vote, <laughs> like just don't vote at all. At least in my like just right. don't don't do it. Don't tip the scales for no fucking reason. You know we are we we genuinely care about what has happened in this country in the last fucking four years, and we definitely care about what's gonna happen because I, speaking for myself, I am financially you know distressed because of you know covid and everything else that goes with it so i you know i am looking at this thing uh yes. in a, in a yeah yeah I, I think that's and a good I, point i do have like, a dog in this fight you know there's a lot of talk should you vote for trump should you vote for biden the thing is if you're if you don't like trump and you're really on the fence not voting is okay it's actually a truly neutral thing to do and if you can't bring yourself to use your affirmative voice mm-hmm. for Joe Biden, then not voting is is okay. However, if you are like, if you yeah. tend to really dislike Donald Trump, but Joe Biden isn't your cup of tea, you have to vote for Joe Biden, right? You know, if you voted for Trump in 16 and you're like, yeah, man, I just, I don't like him. It wasn't good. But Joe Biden, I don't know. I don't like this, you know, expanding healthcare or whatever. Then just don't vote. But if you're like, man, I really wanted Bernie to win and I'm mad about it. Just vote for Biden. Like, shut up. You know, and so that's the, and that's, and that's, yeah. that's, that's one yeah. of the major, yeah. one of the major uh, differences between those good. two, those two camps. Uh, so I did want to mention too, that as of right now, Joe Biden has a 90% chance to win according to the 538 election forecast. 
by comparison, on the eve of the election in 2016, Hillary had a 70% chance to win. Okay. And just for the new listeners, including me, when it comes to this stuff, because I'm like the least political person ever. So the um, 538 what, so election that, forecast is, is a statistical like, model that? that takes into account polls, but it weights polls based on the quality of their methodology, as well as um, other fundamental okay. factors that you put into, like how's the economy doing and what's the consumer strength index or whatever. Um stuff like that as well as other things gotcha. like demographic okay. changes um you know and it takes all that together and spits out things and whatever so in 2016 it had hillary at 70 percent whereas like the new york times had hillary at 99 percent. so it was the it was the least confident on hillary okay in 2016 but that just shows the gap because trump barely won in 2016 biden has a much bigger lead and in fact if a 90% chance to win in the NFL equates to a 13 and a half point spread. So Biden versus Trump as an NFL game is a 13 and a half point favorite to Biden. For comparison, the Eagles last night against the Ben DiNucci Cowboys at home were an eight and a half point favorite. Yeah, so like that's that's what we're great. That's, what we're, that's a we're great step. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about okay, a two now, touchdown now NFL NFL favorite. Um, and so that's, that's why I'm not as, as sweating as much as possible. And again, the thing that happened in 2016 is that, and that 538 accounted for that, like the New York times didn't, is that states aren't necessarily independent of one another. Like Wisconsin, Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania, especially like the Western two thirds of Pennsylvania are all very similar. And so if something happens in one of those places, mm-hmm. it's likely to happen okay. in the other place as well. Right. You mean if demographic from, like, from the culture like the demographic of right. makeup? Right. Uh, like industry, so I'm from Michigan. Industry, if you culture, just okay. drop me okay, in Milwaukee or okay. Minneapolis, like there's no difference for okay. me. Right. Or Pittsburgh. Right. Or Cleveland. But if you but if but gotcha. you, know, okay. you put me in uh okay. Newark, okay. and I'm like, this is way different. Like, this is not where I'm from. Um, and so they yeah, accounted. Okay. They accounted for that. Gotcha. Uh, Five thirty-eight okay. did, and that's where that thirty percent came from. I think. I think speaking, you know, speaking of the past with with the Hillary, like she didn't go to certain states in the in that uh, scenario. Like, she, yes, I think she felt that she had an, enough right. of a lead where she but, but campaign she, there. She was and okay. I, and that hurt. Think that you know, I still would have gone there, but like. We live in we, we live in we live in Virginia. When was when was Joe Biden last year? I would have gone there too. Yeah, it was too clean. Right, he ain't coming here because it's it's in the bag. So, so yeah. she thought that she, like I, you know, so I don't want to yeah. get on her yeah. too much for the way she ended her campaign. It's easy to say in hindsight she should have gone to those places. But what's different about sixteen to twenty is that Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is actually acting quite a bit different from Michigan and Wisconsin. Well, again, it has to do with the economic um, situation that people are going through. Whether you think, you know, whether you're you're tied to your party, you're still an American citizen, living, breathing, paying taxes here. And if you're if you're hurting to put food on the table, keep shelter over your head. 
Right. You, you know, right. But what we're seeing now is that Wisconsin and Mi- like Wisconsin and Michigan are going to be blue. Like they're not even they're not even in the discussion at this point. Like if for some reason Trump wins in those states, then like that he actually he might win the popular vote. So. Uh, but Pennsylvania is not, not like that. So that is a little bit different yeah. this year, but that still gives a lot more hope for Pennsylvania. That Wisconsin, like Trump stopped advertising in Wisconsin, like his own campaign dollars, four months ago. Yeah, I'm sorry, in Michigan. In Michigan, like four like four months ago. Wow. Um, okay. And so, you know, yeah. that's why I think Pennsylvania yeah. is, is a much, much better chance. And why I think that this 90% favorite thing is actually pretty accurate. So I do, I do like that. Now, as far as when we find out who's going okay. to win, which is what the anxiety is going to be about, Ohio, Florida, and Texas should be known uh-huh. or mostly known tomorrow night. So if Biden wins Ohio, Florida, or Texas, this could be done tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yeah. That, well, that's what I was saying. Like, there's. If there's such, if there's a clear cut, like those mathematically come into play, then there's no need for us to even right. go further. Um, then and just you know, and so those those three, you know, they won't be able to call the election tomorrow. Like no matter what, nobody nobody's going to be able to call the election tomorrow night unless Biden wins all three of them. Right. Yeah, which which like I said, I am looking <laughs> for a landslide. Tuck your tail, get the fuck out of Dodge. Like this is so over. It's like, <laughs> it's like you just showed up and everyone's all American. It's yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, yep. the people and have spoken, North Carolina bro. and Georgia like, might be known tomorrow night. It right. might be pretty close tomorrow night, I think. And so we might have some some ideas there. Like if because Democrats are more likely to do the mail-in voting, if Georgia tomorrow night they're counting and They've counted like the areas that aren't Atlanta. Trump is up by three points. Well, then that's good for Biden, mm-hmm. right? Because these have to count Atlanta, which is all the people, and it's going to be mostly okay. Democrats. Um, the North Carolina. So, in order, yeah. the, the states in order that I think Biden will actually win these these states that are not on his list. I think North Carolina is actually a really strong candidate. For those of us who live in Virginia, especially Northern Virginia, North Carolina follows a similar pattern to Virginia. A lot of young college-educated professionals are moving there. Yeah, they're they're moving there from all over the country. Yeah. The Charlotte area, Less the taxes. research triangle. Yeah, I, are, I had a couple friends going now, most notably in the go. last... Um, Two years. So yeah, so, so yeah. that that's gonna help. That's gonna oh, help yeah. there a lot. So I think North Carolina is strong. I think Georgia is really strong. So Georgia has two competitive Senate races as well. And here are here's the breakdown of the races. The first race is David Perdue, the Republican, the incumbent, against John Ossoff, who's challenging. David Perdue, uh, about ten days ago at a rally for Donald Trump, mocked Kamala Harris's name. Yes. Um and so, like, that's the sort of thing that just people are like, you know what? I'm going to vote against this guy. I wasn't going to vote. 
Right. Like, yeah, it's just, right. it's just a decency thing. Goddamn, be a professional. <laughs> no. What the fuck, you uh, child? So, so that's the first one. The second race <laughs> yeah, uh, like... is actually two Republicans, one who I don't remember because I don't think he's relevant. The second, though, is Kelly Leffler, who's currently hosting that, that seat, and she's the one that owns the WNBA team that made those comments about the players protesting. Uh, yeah, her husband is also the president of the New York yeah. Stock Exchange, yeah, and she's that. one of the yeah. ones that got in trouble for dumping all her stocks before the pandemic really hit in March when they got that briefing. And then her opponent, her Democratic opponent, is the yeah. current um, pastor, reverend, I'm not a church guy, the but the leader of the church that was Dr. King's church, Ralph Warnock. So I think I think okay. that the okay. Senate races, yeah, George. Okay. I think Georgians really want to vote in the Senate race. They want to vote against David Perdue. They want to vote for Ralph Warnock, and they're going to show up and vote for Biden because they're there anyways. And I actually think Georgia's got a really good chance to go, uh-huh. uh, to go as well. Behind that would be Florida. Uh, Biden's been leading consistently in polls of Florida the entire okay. time between, you know, two points to, to five points. But it's going to be within a point and a half either way because it's Florida. It always is. Like, it's going to be within a point and a half who wins and who doesn't. But Florida would be next. Okay. Uh, after that on this list would go Ohio. Um, Ohio, again, because it's it's culturally very similar to Pennsylvania, Michigan. The problem is that, like, there's not a lot of black people in Ohio, especially relative to the other two states. So Pennsylvania okay. is like 82% white. Michigan is 83% white. And Ohio is like 92% white. You know, there's just aren't a lot of people of color that, you know, you would think in Cleveland, but Cleveland's okay. not like Detroit and it's not like Philly. Um, And so, but the thing is, is that Older yeah. white people are not voting for Trump as much because of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot, this thing actually came down to that, in my opinion. I mean, of, you know, of all the things that, you know, that could happen, you know, the handling of it. And again, if, you know, if, if a year from now, it didn't matter to these people, but it matters now because, again, you know, they're sitting in a situation where, you know how yeah, we're gonna yeah that's, pay the that's mortgage, exactly right and so go ahead and then after Ohio stuff, you know is Texas Texas going blue is like the Patriots not winning the AFC yeah, East. like I will not call it until it happens <laughs> yeah I um, yeah I, I just got a funny feeling they're gonna surprise us. Um, given you know, given that, and I think it's because uh, you know of a lot of people are hurting, man. A lot of people are hurting, you know, financially, and they don't care. You know, they're like, "Hey, you were you were my guy in 2016. Only your only your fucking Wall Street friends made out because you're making billions of dollars yeah, right now." And I think on the stock exchange, and you know, I'm Texas is having so. a huge demographic change as well. And you know, this this stat is from 2015. Uh, most of my people who know me in real life have probably heard me say this, but this gets from 2015, but this is probably going to blow your mind. So in 2015, the average black American was 29 years old. Yeah, which is which is about right. That's what you would expect that the life expectancy is what? in the high 70s, right? Because there's more young people than older people. 
Right. So the average black American was 29. The average Asian American was 29. The average Hispanic American was 11. Wow. The average white American was 54. Wow. That is, there is, there's no overcoming that math. If you have states that have a huge Latinx Hispanic population and an aging white population, those states will be blue by 2032. That's Florida. That's Texas. That's Arizona. It's over for those. The question is, can Trump actually speed that process up? And he may have by turning off so many um, older white voters, you know, including turning them into non-voters. Well, yeah, that's why I mentioned that earlier. Like, you know, you're if if you if you don't if you don't get in the game at all, you know, it doesn't really tilt the scales that much. But it does it does matter if, if you just yeah. do a vote in just willy nilly. And I, I want to get your take on something real quick. These these um these independent candidates, I think this should be a runoff for these fucking guys because it's just it's just so many people. That you never heard of, you don't know who who they are, and then, and then you can actually write a fucking name in like Donald Duck or some stupid shit like that. So uh, it's like, what do you think about that? Like, this should there all, be a runoff. I, so the I don't think that I don't think that in, 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 in the future the thing to be honest, but especially when you have a system that makes it difficult to vote in the first place. But I will, but I agree with you that I think that all elections, all elections should be okay. ranked choice of voting. Uh, yeah, and a quick and a quick uh, example would yes. be that. Okay, that's what I'm, that's what I wanted you, to take on. Instead of okay. voting for who you want, you vote for like your top uh, four choices in order. <laughs> and if in it, your vote only counts if your top choice is one of the top two overall vote getters. So let's say that we have running for president, we have Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and me, right? Um, you know, the actual, the actual, like, Antifa general radical leftists, right? Mm-hmm. That they try to get Joe Biden to be. Um, so, and you have me. Well, yeah. then you might say, like, yeah, people who don't like Joe Biden because he's not, you know, Bernie Sanders or whatever. You know, I'm on the campaign trail being like, everybody's getting health care. Everybody's getting four-year college. We're getting rid of student loan debt. You know, I'd be out here saying these things. So they might be like, okay, well, I'm going to vote for Dave because he's closer to what I want. My second choice is going to be Joe Biden, and I'm not ranking Trump. Well, then what gotcha. happens when Trump and Biden get the most votes in the state? All the votes for me go to their second choice, and they go to Biden. Now, you can't just do this at the presidential level and see yes. any sort of realistic change because change doesn't yes. come from the top down. Politics is for the bottom up. But you start this at city councils. You start this with you know state reps up, and yeah. whatever, and then eventually to the House of Representatives, then to the Senate, and then to President. That's how you get parties coming, um, uh, come coming through. And so I think that a ranked choice voting system would actually allow eventually for there to be more than two parties well represented in Congress. I think that you would see a crazy Trump version of the Republicans. You would see a more normal John McCain version of Republicans. You would see Joe Biden Democrats. Mm-hmm. You would see like AOC Democrats. Mm-hmm. How how likely um, would be like for for the Bernie Sanders because we kept talking about Bernie for some reason, um, like his his base being absorbed by by Biden's um, 
you know, uh, whole rhetoric and kind of uh, dogma and everything like that. How, like, does that does that play a part in it? Where all those people that were for Bernie, which I think is all like these, kind of, it's kind of a weird thing with that that all these young people want this really really older guy. Yeah, and I'm like, how, you know, because he says certain things that they're that re- that relate to them, but it's like you know, do, with him out of the race, obviously. At, at you know whatever like does his does all those followers jump on the on the on the Joe Biden train or do they get dispersed and they they all sit it out I'm like you know what he's yeah. not like my so guy I actually, I actually think my that guy. it is it, I'm, it is I'm, a, I'm you know, a moral like, decision how did, how did if you prefer Bernie Sanders to not vote for Joe Biden uh because part of the part of Bernie's appeal is not just his policy positions on things such as raising the minimum wage and student loan debt relief. Bernie Sanders is a good and decent human being and that's why people really like him. And so is Joe Biden. And so if your argument is I only like Bernie Sanders for his policy positions, well then I don't think you really like Bernie Sanders in the first place. Right. Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders came out in favor of same-sex marriage in 1985. Yeah. Good point. Bernie Sanders got arrested protesting for black civil rights wow. in the 60s. Right. He's always been about it because he's a good person who firmly yeah. believes these things. So if you want to consider yourself a supporter of his, you have to be a good person that believes these things. And one thing that he firmly believes is that Donald Trump should not be president. We need to do everything we can to prevent it. So if you and Bernie is your guy, if Elizabeth Warren is your woman, then you got to go out there and vote for Joe Biden like there's no there's no other and that's why you see Bernie's campaigning for him Ocasio-Cortez's campaigning for him because they understand that Joe Biden is going to win the other thing is that the reason that Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee is because black people in the South decided that he was the guy right we had a competition they didn't just pick his name out of a hat they had a competition they had like all these white states they had Iowa New Hampshire yeah yeah and it's all these white states and Biden finishes fourth. They go to South Carolina, oh, the Biden crushes, yeah. and that's it. So really, if you're saying that you won't vote for Joe Biden because he's not the Democratic nominee you want, what you're really saying is you won't for you won't vote for Joe Biden because he's the Democratic nominee choice of black people. And so you're actually like, in that case, yeah, you actually do have more in Trump than you actually want to admit. Yeah. Like if, if you're a left-leaning person in any sense, you absolutely must vote for Joe Biden. If you're a right-leaning person, then the most important thing is to not vote for Trump. If you do want to vote for Biden to affirmatively state your case against Trump, that's one thing. But if you're like, man, I like if you really like like you can't you can't like John McCain and Donald Trump. They're not the same person. They don't represent the same values. Like they're two completely separate things. So if you're like, I want to yeah. I want to maintain my John McCain yeah. loyalty, then maybe you don't vote it's- at all. But if you're a Democratic person, if you're a left-leaning person, you absolutely must vote for Joe yeah, Biden. Yeah. Anything else is just in a moral use of your civil voice. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I just hope that the show, our recap of what happened is there's no violence. Um and hopefully it's over on election night or you know early in you know early on in the in the Wednesday and we can start talking about what we hope changes and what can be done instead of how angry we are all the time at our guy who uses a disease to kill people.
Yeah. I actually I actually sentiment that to the point where I, that that is my closing argument as well is that I know that these things run hot certain places. Um, this is probably in my lifetime the most important election that I can remember. Um, I've I was 18 in 1992 to vote for the first time um, in any in any kind of capacity. It is now 20, 2020, and I'm exercising this right. And it's like I know that what what people had to do to get this right. For some people that I know personally, they don't care about voting because they don't feel like nothing happens or it's not important. If you if you still think that in 2020, at least honor someone right. who stood in line at some at some place and got their ass kicked for you to have this right. At least honor that. <laughs> Do something to honor that. Even if you don't care or you, or you think it doesn't matter. You know, someone died or really got severely broken and traumatized for you to have this right. So go out and do it. Let's hope that there is no violence and we don't see our country burning for no fucking reason. So it's great. All right, man. It's another great show as usual. Um, we'll, we'll go back to our regular meeting next week. If anything changes, we'll let you let's guys get know. But uh, let's, uh, let's go out and vote. All right, brother.